1: It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls.
2: Good morning and welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News. On this Friday, the 26th day of May, 2023, coming to you from Bedford County, Virginia, Central Virginia area. Uh, We will have a special guest here this morning uh, in just a couple minutes, she was actually in the car, and the signal wasn't real good, so she was, I think, getting into a coffee shop. But anyway, got a special guest coming here very shortly. Uh, after that, we will get to a couple news stories. The lead story today is Net Zero Emissions Voyage, which is pretty cool. Super Typhoon Moir. we still have to talk about that one. Hopefully, this will be the last day we got to look at some U.S. weather. Also, the U.S. is predicting at least 12 named storms this year and one of the most confusing articles I've ever read in my life. And of course, today is the busiest day flying since 2020 and much more here live at 11 o'clock this morning. Today, by the way, folks, is National Blueberry Cheesecake Day. I'm not going to argue about that one. You know, a big fat guy like me is not going to turn down blueberry cheesecake. I don't turn down cheesecake of any kind. So I go out and have some blueberry cheesecake. Could be a good possibility. All right, guys, if you're listening via the blog, well, um, no, not by the blog. If you're listening by the podcast, let's see if I can get my brain working. If you're listening via the podcast, you're always welcome here. You can access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, just search for travel and cruise industry news. All the big hitters have me. Uh, and you do that search and up pops the fat travel guy. And we carry on some of this fun and frivolity every day, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock. So um, Christy Durso, who thankfully I consider not only a friend, but also one of the most influential people in my life as it is today, Uh, She's the owner of Incredible Memories Travel. She's a passionate advocate that everyone should be able to travel regardless of an individual's unique disability. She's a full-time wheelchair user. She has her uh, own uh, travel experiences and those of her husband and three children who also live with disabilities. To dig deeper into the world of accessible travel, Now known as an expert in this area, Christy has made it her goal to educate other travel advisors and inspire and advocate for travelers from every walk of life. Yeah, with no further ado, here's my buddy, Christy. Come on, Christy. Welcome back to Chili Chats. So we haven't tested this out. Can we hear you?
3: I think so. Can you hear me? Are we good?
2: absolutely that's lovely okay thank
3: you for that beautiful warm welcome you made me tear up a little bit I'm so thankful for our friendship and um, for your encouraging words it's always just so so fun to get to talk to you and I just um, you humble me when you introduce me sometimes just yeah
2: well, I don't mean to do that. <laughs> I usually I usually treat my guests horribly. <laughs> I know I got before we get to you cuz you got I okay, okay we could talk for 3 hours. I got a couple questions I got to ask.
3: All right, fire away.
2: <clears throat> all right, all of my audience knows that this last cruise I was on on the Norwegian Joy, I was able to take 4 excursions. I was able to do that because of you, as a matter of fact, because you're the one that talked me into getting the chair. And that has made such a difference in my life and travel. But now I've got a problem that I haven't figured out quite how to handle. I did four excursions. I did two bus excursions. I did a hop on, hop off tour with a three and a half hour walking tour in Cartagena uh what else, uh, what else did i do Two by, oh and and the trolley tour i was able to do those because i could get the chair there either you know on buses or vans or whatever to where i had it to be because it folds up and goes in the trunk or underneath the luggage thing and because i can stand up pull myself up four or five steps onto a bus, as long as they let me sit on the front. But that's not truly an accessible excursion. It's accessible for me, but it wouldn't be maybe for you or for other peoples in our community. What the hell do I call it?
3: Um, You can call it an ambulatory accessible excursion. So that would be for somebody who is ambulatory but still has mobility challenges. They're not able to ambulate as much as somebody without a disability, but they they do require some, uh, so they require assistance, but they are able to ambulate in some way. So those would be ambulatory accessible excursions. Okay. So And I'm I'd just also so like- excited that you got to do those. That's oh, really yeah.
2: It's made it a whole different world for me. I gotta point out another thing about hop on hop off tour people. All right that was that was easier than the buses because I only had to get up one you know, a, a, a bench stool and one step onto the bus door and I had a seat right there. and then they folded the chair up and set it in and the chair was literally three feet away from me on the hop on hop off tour because they have a section just for a chairs, which is, I thought, cool. But the amazing thing about the hop-on, hop-off people that you may or may not know, when we got into to the Old Town Cartagena for this walking tour, and, of course, I get off the bus, and back. they had the chair down to me, and I and set it up, and I get in the chair. They sent another employee to follow the tour in case I run into any problems. I got into uh, a curb that I couldn't get around, or uh, you know, there's sometimes you hit, can hit a lip that you can't get over to keep me from going a block down to found, find a ramp perhaps. So we had the regular tour guide and they sent a guy along just to take care of me in case I needed it, which I thought was just awesome.
3: It is so awesome when they're able to do things like that. Um, I work with a lot of the different companies and the ones that have at least a minute understanding of accessibility usually do have that available. And they have people who are there to assist with pushing if you need it, if you're in a manual wheelchair. And it really does enhance the experience quite a bit, doesn't it? It really changes the game. Yeah.
2: All right. Now, my other question for you before we get to, to what you've been doing. As I deliver my message, I'll call it my message for lack of a better term, whether it's to um, people on cruises, cruise line people, employees of cruise lines, excursion people, cab drivers or a damn restaurant, whatever. And I don't want to go veer away from your message. I, I mean, are there any videotapes of your speaking engagements or anything that I can use? Because I want to stay on you. I don't want to do... You smack my hand once before on the ramp in my room that I was calling an accessible ramp, the balcony, and you smacked my hand. Because it wasn't necessarily an accessible ramp to somebody in a manual chair. So now I've learned that i got to start looking from that standpoint. There's probably a million other things that I am doing totally wrong that I'd love to follow your message. What can I do?
3: Well, that's an excellent question. And first, I want to say I hope it was a really, really gentle smack. I try not to ever do anything where it's, to- uh, yeah, but I'm I
2: kinky know. enough. I like the good hard smack.
3: <laughs> uh, you know that's okay. So, um, well that that's a good question. Right now, none of the videos that have been done. Actually, that's not true. You might be able to go to Cruise World site. I think they did actually do, um they did put all of our talks last year on and I'll try to see if I can find a link for you to look at that. And I don't think you have to have been an attendee to see that. So I can try to share that the other one. Um, and I can try to copy it and paste it over into the notes. Um, I did a, I did a podcast with Emma Wiseman. She has a pause podcast called yeah. Humans of travel
0: yeah. and, and,
3: um, We did a very successful podcast talking about it. She called it a crash course in accessible travel. Uh, So I can send you that link. So that's definitely one. And then part of the future uh, for me is going to be adding on some more YouTube talking, some more uh, videos of just me hoping to educate and um, raise awareness about some of the things that we face and then also to hopefully provide training and spotlight companies that are doing a beautiful job with accessibility. So that's kind of the direction we're going, but there are those two videos that should be out there. And for you, chili you just can't share it with anybody else. I'll send you a copy of my keynote yeah. presentation.
2: So. I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. Now, the last time we talked, uh, you had had one really successful talking engagement. Then you were going to Colorado to uh, play with the abominable snowman or some damn silliness out there in the snow country. Uh, So how did that go? And then what have you been doing since that you can talk about?
3: Oh, my gosh. So it went amazing. So let's back up to the National Tour Association and remind everybody what I did there. I got to be the keynote speaker for the National Tour Association this year. Um, at their contact conference in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And it was a a surreal experience, honestly. It could not have gone better. The entire audience gave me a standing ovation. I saw people wiping away tears, and they talked about it for the rest of the conference. Um, The feedback that I've gotten from that is that I changed the entire tone of the conference to where people weren't talking about... um, So they weren't talking about how much money they could bring in. Instead, they were talking about how they could truly serve the the guests that come their way. And people were more compassionate and more understanding to each other. And it opened the door for more authentic conversations. So um, the feedback that I'm still getting from that conference is still just, it blows my mind. Honestly, that is exactly uh, my intent. It is what I wanted from it. But you never know. You know, you go into an event and you're not sure how the audience is going to respond. And especially with something like this, most people don't even have accessibility on their radar. So they come in not really expecting a whole lot from me, yeah. uh, not expecting it to apply to them. And then to see the faces light up with understanding and to see them. Change from sitting, kind of going, okay, we're going to hear about accessibility to fully engage and listening is quite an experience for me personally. It's very humbling, very uh, encouraging to get that. So I got home from that conference, and like two days later, um, a woman named Julianne Frederick contacted me. She's the president of Tour Colorado. And she said, Christy, I just saw you at NTA, and I would really like you to come to Colorado and do the training portion of our conference. And it's in like three weeks, so we don't have much time. You could zoom in if you want to. And I was like, well, it really is a lot better if I come in person. So if you can fly me out, that will be a much better experience for, for everybody. And so they agreed to fly me out, uh, brought me in. I got to do an site training and to give them that same, uh, almost the exact same keynote speech. And it was extremely well received. We toured Glenwood Springs all over the place, got to see the Rocky Mountaineer train and talk about some of the issues they have with accessibility there. Um, and to see a lot of the town. And they've done a lot of work in that area on accessibility that was really exciting for me. In fact, they have a little amusement park at the top of the mountain right there in Glenwood Springs. Sorry, let that car pass. We're outside at a coffee shop today. uh, So I know there's a bit of noise, but I'm sitting here with my husband. Maybe later you'll get to say hi to him because he is my biggest supporter and the reason I'm able to do all the work that I do. But we got to go up to that amusement park. And as we're sitting there rolling through it, it, there's a lot of gravel. It was a little difficult to get around because of that. And we're talking about it. And one of the employees overheard me and he came over and he said, I want you to know that we are already in the process of paving all of this it's going to be set up for those with disabilities. And that attraction over on that side, that's really, really cool and exciting. Um, we're going to put a different accessible path all the way down to it so that people are going to be able to use it who have wheelchairs. So that was forward thinking and just super, super exciting. Um, and then, so of course I started asking him about accommodations for those who have cognitive and intellectual disabilities, expecting to kind of get hemming and hawing. Nope, he was on it. He knew everything. He's like, here's what we do. Here's how we accommodate that. And this is how we're going to be able to accommodate uh, these people as well. They get an access pass, so they go right to the front of the line. We have this quiet space over here. And he just knew it. It was that. And he had only been there for a few weeks. So it was really impressive to me Wow, that they prioritized that at that location. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Super incredible. And then we got to visit the hot springs that are very close to there. And they didn't have the accessibility that I would have liked. They had some ramped areas, but um, they actually just talked to me. Glenwood Springs was at the conference I was at this weekend. And they came up to me, they found me, and they were so excited to see me. It was great. Uh, And she said, I want you to know that we had a conversation with the Hot Springs, and I started telling them the things that you recommended for accessibility, and they were already on it. They are bringing in a portable wheelchair lift, uh, Port- portable lift so that people can sh- decide which tubs they want to sit in, which of the hot spring areas they can sit in. So they're not limited to one choice. That lift can be moved around and they're able to be accommodated in any of them that there's a ramp to. And most of the pools have a ramped area to get over there. So that was so right. exciting to hear that they're already thinking that. They're already forward thinking on that issue. And we know we're going to be able to get in and out and to visit that area very safely. Uh, so the whole visit was super productive, super exciting. We're partnering with them. Um, and through all of this, something we didn't talk about earlier when we were prepping for this, um, a, a new idea was born for something that I'm starting, another project, because you know I need more projects. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you you don't
2: talked, have enough
3: to do. We talked very, very briefly about it, um, but we're starting a book called The Incredible Accessible USA, and it's in partnership with NTA and another company called ITMI. They are the, let me see if I can remember what it stands for. We never refer to it as anything but ITMI, but it's uh, International Management um, Tourism Industry or something like that. But it's a training program for people who want to become tour guides and tour directors, And so we've had lots of calls since NTA talking about building content, building a course for them. And so they're going to help with the book with getting destinations to host me to come out and experience their destination with multiple members of my family. Because for those who are new to hearing from me, in my personal family, we represent the following disabilities. We have Mobility, obviously, I'm a full-time wheelchair user. Invisible invisible disabilities, my daughter has the same genetic condition I do. It just has not progressed to the point that she's a full-time wheelchair user. Allergies, she has 26 food allergies, celiac disease, and has to follow a special diet for gastroparesis as part of the genetic disorder. Um, Our youngest son is adopted from foster care and is cognitively and intellectually disabled from fetal alcohol syndrome. Um, And we have three people who are neurodivergent. So that's our personal family. And as well as that, my daughter is an ASL interpreter. So we have a great understanding of that. And my husband's grandfather went blind later in life. So we even have that aspect of it. So we cover almost every area of disability. Um, So as we write this book, as we write and um, publish the different segments of it, we'll be covering all those different areas of accessibility and highlighting destinations that have at least started to accommodate these travelers better and to be able to tell the stories about what they're doing to improve accessibility and to talk about how travelers who have these needs are going to be able to experience all these wonderful opportunities. I mean, we all know how beneficial travel is here. We know that it helps you grow as a person. We know that it helps our mental health. We know that it opens up your mind. It needs to be open for families with disabilities. And so I'm super excited about that project and getting to work on that um, with ITMI, with uh, Tourism Cares, and with the National Tour Association and their destinations that are part of the organization. Right. So now we've scratched the surface of what I've been up to. <laughs> do you want me to keep going or do we want to talk about yeah, yeah. No,
2: We have to, uh, well, first, I got to take a quick break from one of our network sponsors.
1: LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.
2: And all I have to do is uh, insert, uh, add into that. So that's all I have to do on that. That's at the right time marking. All right, back with Christy, of course. Now, I have to get to a, a, a most important question. What the hell is this that you went swimming with pigs?
3: Oh, my Gosh, this was so cool. We, um, this week was actually a really amazing week. We haven't even touched on it yet, but I got to go to the Bahamas courtesy of Sandals and Beaches Resorts and to experience Sandals Emerald Bay, which is, um, in Exuma, not Nassau. Right. Um, right. It's a lovely island. It's actually much larger than Nassau but it's much less populated, much less commercialized. There's a lot of natural beauty there. The jungle is overgrown and wild and it is amazing. I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed this destination. It was phenomenal. But one of the things that we got to do there and we had to go round and round and round with the tour operator to get them to allow me on it. But we finally convinced them that it would be a good idea to let me come. Um, we got to go on this huge boat, which actually is quite wheelchair accessible. Once you're on it, they just need to ramp the area down to the boat and it would be 100% accessible. And uh, so we we got my chair on there. I was able to wheel around on the whole boat. And they took us to an area where they had a population of wild pigs. And in this area, all these pigs just come up on the beach when they see the boats approaching and they line up across the water uh, across the shoreline and then as soon as one of the tour guides gets in the water he has a bucket of carrots they know it's time to come in the water and they're get they're going to from get the
2: child down mm-hmm.
3: and they tell us how to do it they remind us that they're wild pigs you need to follow the instructions so you don't yeah. get hurt there's a big disclaimer on that make sure that you follow the instructions be aware that they are wild animals they are not tame um, but we all got in the water, and we would get a carrot and hold it out to them with our fists closed so there no fingers are hanging around anywhere. Yeah. And the pigs would just swim up, and they would take the carrots. And they might come a little bit closer, but then they'd just swim away, and they would do that. Anytime you had a carrot or you had your hand out like you had a carrot, they would want to come up to you and uh, interact with you. And they, they were from monster-sized pigs all the way down to cute little tiny babies it was adorable
2: all right now i got to ask a question because again from a personal standpoint i don't know this one how do you do in the water and how do you i mean i know how you accomplish getting into
0: the water
3: yeah so um when i'm in the water floating is super easy i swim I love the water my I could swim before I could walk so being in the water is very freeing and it's freeing for a lot of wheelchair users for yeah, I
2: love to try I, I can tread water for hours I don't yeah. have to have my oxygen on if I'm in the water
3: it takes the pressure off of the spine it takes the pressure off of the body I I know a guy who um, when he was at his very worst would have to basically just live in his hot tub because the water removed all the external pressure and it just helped him with his pain management so much. So being in the water is very healthy for wheelchair users. And especially in salt water, you're so buoyant that you just kind of bob along and it makes it very, very doable. I couldn't obviously, um, I w- was not standing in the water or anything else, but I was into about my shoulders um, just kind of, With my legs in front of me, and so that was a little bit rough. I do have a a pretty decent bruise from one of the pigs who didn't know my leg was there, but I can live with that for the experience, totally worth it. Um, and then to get back out, that was the most challenging part. Now, for me, um, I have a good amount of upper body strength, so I was able to pull myself up the ladder and to put my feet on a a step and then pull up and pull up. Uh, But I also brought equipment with me. I brought a sling that every wheelchair user should have in their arsenal of tools. Um, You can get it from adapts.org. That's A-D-A-P-T-S dot org. um, And it is a transfer sling that has handles all the way around it. It's basically like a tarp material. And it's very, very lightweight, folds up completely, you keep it in your bag. And then when you need assistance, when you know you're going to need, Pulled out of water, or you're going to transfer from your wheelchair to an aisle chair to an airplane seat. This is a much safer way to transfer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just grab the handles. So you're, they're not trying to grab slippery body parts. They grab these handles and they're safely able to transfer you in to wherever you're going. And it, it makes it a much easier process. So I travel with that okay. when I travel so that that way I can provide that as a way to make sure that I'm safely transferred if I need that. And I had that on the boat, and they were able to use that as well.
2: See, a sling for me, you'd still have to have a crane to pick the sling up. I mean, you know, I, I'm a big fat guy.
3: <laughs> well,
2: I mean, uh, it's just people are going to pick the sling up with me in it.
3: They're I don't remember to. how much the, um, the, the sling goes up to, but it does... It it is designed to help even with people who are of larger size and there are so many that's handles a, on it that that's you a nice way of putting it. Hey, we'll go with that. We'll go with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um the there are so many handles on it that you could have if if necessary, you could have up to six people helping to transport. And because Transfer, of the yeah. way it's designed, it distributes the weight in a way that would make it even possible to to carry somebody who weighed uh more. So
2: Yeah, one of the things that I still haven't done that that at least you changed my attitude on. I still haven't let anybody get me in one of the slings to raise me up and dump me in the hot tub or a pool.
3: Oh you've got but to One do of it. these
2: days I'm gonna do that. You just say need
3: okay. To do it. It's so fun. And um I was on a Royal Caribbean no, not Royal Caribbean, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. That's next year. We'd love for you all to come. But I was on a virgin voyage um, a few weeks ago, I think, in between these times. It's all blending together. (laughs) Um, It was so fun being on that ship because everybody there is so relaxed and they're all just there to really have a good time so they got the lift out for me to transfer me into the water and it becomes a spectator sport you have to you have to know that you just accept that everybody wants to see how this works and what to do on it but on this ship it ended up being really fun because they've got loud music playing and other people they noticed that people were staring so this one table started just cheering and so i started dancing as i'm going up in the lift and everybody got into it and it was was really fun. So not only did we get to show people what it's like to have somebody with a disability get in and experience the water, we also got to show them that it doesn't have to be a negative experience. It can be really fun. So now more people are aware uh, that wheelchair users have personalities and more people are aware of the tools that are available for those of us who might need them. So I did like
2: to get up on on the dance floor, I'm in my scooter. Oh, I've done too. that many times.
3: Me too. Well, it's no different. You get in that chair, start dancing. As they w- they lift it up and lower you in, and it is so refreshing and it's so freeing. And to know that they have that accommodation and they're able to take care of you that way, it it really does change the game. It broadens yeah. your perspective. It broadens your mind and helps you to again. You talk about how amazing it was to be able to do those excursions and how it changed you. And this is now your favorite experience. Keep opening those doors. Keep it going. Don't stop there.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to do a zipline. Yeah, no.
3: I'm your girl. Costa Rica has an accessible zipline. I've heard that. So you got to go with me.
2: Yeah, but then we also have the weight limit. That's the other problem with me. Mm. Usually, I'm too fat to do things like that. At least that's the excuse that I use. <laughs> I've also got this fear issue, but that no excuses,
3: no fear. So speaking about that, I have to tell you another story. I know I keep I'm monopolizing our time, but um, so on that Virgin cruise, we went to Roatan, Honduras. Yeah, and the cruise line, of course, had no fully wheelchair accessible excursion. So I had to find my own and I did Um, in Roatan and this blows my mind. They're doing so much better than so many places, even in the United States. It's incredible. There was one company that had two buses that could accommodate four wheelchairs each and two vans that could accommodate two wheelchairs, two wheelchairs each. And so the first day of the Virgin Cruise, you know, we're rolling around. We're experiencing, trying to get the lay of the land. And we go over to, um, we're on the the Lido deck with next to the pool. And I see a man in a wheelchair. And I'm like, oh, look, my people. I must go say hi. So, of course, I roll over. And I introduce myself. And we start talking. And I ask him about what he's doing. He goes, oh, well, they didn't have any excursions for us. We're just staying on the ship the whole time. And I said, nope, no, you're not. You're coming with me. When we get to Roatan, you and I are going on this excursion together. We're going to go hug the sauce. And he's like, I don't know. That sounds a little, I, I'm not sure. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is happening. You're doing it with me. We are going. And I finally convinced him. He and his wife sent me a message that morning, the morning of the tour, saying, okay, we're in, we're coming with you. And I messaged the the company, let them know that there are now three of us, two wheelchairs and one ambulatory person. Uh, And they're like, no problem. Sounds great. We'll see you soon. So we get there uh, to the van and they load us up and they take us over to their little area. And we're rolling in, rolling around. And at this point, I really don't know much about this gentleman. I just know that he's a wheelchair user and he didn't have the resources to set up anything fun for him to do. And we get over to the sloth encounter. We roll in and immediately I'm like over there and we see the sloths. They love people. These, this group. They start reaching for us as soon as we're there, and it's just so cute. And so we get to hold them, and I'm holding one. I'm like, get over here. You've got to hold one. And he's like, "Ah, I don't know. I'm a little – I'm scared of this. I don't really want to do it. (laughs) So, um, But eventually he does, and it was just really fun to see him – overcoming that fear right there. And so we finished that and we finished holding them. He doesn't go into the monkeys or the birds, but he did the sloth, So I was super excited about that. And I got to hold one of the babies. That was fun. Um, So then we finished that. We finished all the things there and we continue on our tour. We go to the chocolate shop. It was awesome. Um, Nothing sugar free, unfortunately for me, but there were lots of different things for other people and really, really fun experience. And we start driving around the island. We all opt to skip the run tour. We don't really care about that. But we wanted to see the beauty of the island. And we get to this place where they're building a new zip line. And I was like, oh. I want to go ziplining so badly. I can't wait to go ziplining in. And, and my new friend next to me says, You know, I almost went ziplining in Vegas, but I chickened out at the end. And I was like, Oh no, now you really have to do it with me. And the guy, our driver, hears our conversation, goes, Oh, you guys want to go ziplining? And I'm like, Yes, we do. <laughs> and so they take us back over to where we were, where the sloth sanctuary is, yeah. and they get these two huge guys that then carry us up to the the platform where you get ready. They just threw us on their backs and carried us up. And then two other guys came behind carrying chairs for all the stations in between. They set the chairs down. We, they set us in the chairs. They help us get the harnesses on the helmets on. And I look over at my friend and he's practically hyperventilating here. He's so stressed out and so nervous Uh, about it. And I'm like, you are going to be okay. We're doing this. It's going to be great. (laughs) And there were no excuses. There was no, it's stairs. There's no, it's a long distance. It's not accessible. It was just, you all want to do this. We're going to make it happen for you. And they absolutely did. So they carry us up to the first line. And I see him again. He's, the fear is palpable in his eyes. He just looks terrified. So I look at him and I, and I look at his wife and I said, he's going first. If he doesn't go first, he's not going to go. So he's going first. And so he went. He got down to the end. I finally make my way down, and then I'm I'm there. You know, I'm sure he was gra- he was grabbing on with both hands, white knuckle, oh, yeah. and I'm there with my arms out, open wide, like wow, this is the best day ever. <laughs> um, and I get oh. down, and there was such a difference in his face. The fear was gone. His shoulders were straighter. He had accomplished something that yeah. day. Yeah. It was overcoming he had been told no so many times he had been refused so many times and missed opportunities so often that fear overtook him to try new things and on that day he tried not only holding sloths but also zip lining we went on 11 lines by the end of it he had the biggest grin On his face, and it was just the light in his eyes was so amazing to see. We didn't just create a memory that day; we did. We opened him up, changed a life, yes. Yeah. Well, that's
2: kind of the way I felt for doing the walking tour in Cartagena. That was so damn liberating for me. It was unbelievable.
3: Yeah. Isn't it amazing how it changes you? uh,
2: That's uh, that's amazing. Uh and I love slots. Oh. I actually I got to hold a sloth the first time the, the whole disaster trip uh with, I did without a phone. That one about killed me. But I got to hold sloths on that one. I didn't get to go back and see the sloth on this one. By the time I got back back near the boat, I was so damn tired because it was 104 degrees. And between the uh, the walking tour, which was three and a half hours. And then another hour to do the whole hop-on-hop-off tour all the way around just to see things. I mean, I was four and, four and a half hours out in 104 degrees. I just wanted to get back to the boat and an adult beverage. So,
3: and how amazing uh-huh. if you had used that um, lift to get in the water and cool off, right? Well, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah <laughs> that's all right. Now, just out of curiosity, you may or may not know this. That tour... That you took how expensive is that is that one of the real real expensive ones or no. i mean mine were really reasonable
3: mine was incredibly reasonable i thought the price of it was extremely reasonable for everything that we got to do that day uh, i don't remember the price off the top of my head but um i'm happy to anybody who's going to roatan let me know it was i think we out of everybody who did sauce that day because there were lots of people who did them in other areas we had the best most personable experience out of everybody so yeah. um i definitely recommend that particular tour even if you don't have a disability that tour was just phenomenal everything about it so um but i i will look up and see how much i paid so you can post that as information and uh um, okay. we'll be able to share that yeah
2: because that's and i am be going to roots and again too because you know I seem to have seen I do a lot of Western Caribbean cruises, uh, but anyway, yeah, that would be uh, that would be awesome. All right, so uh, you mentioned one book that you're writing. Is there another book in your future too?
3: Um, yeah. So the first one is going to be destination specific, talking about different destinations around the world, uh, or around the United States. So my the incredible accessible USA. Um, I've long since had the idea and have long been told that I needed to write a book just about my life and overcoming and the things that I've faced. Um, and so I've had the title of it for forever and it's going to be called from my perspective and it's going, I I even have the picture of the cover in my head of what it'll look like. Uh, just trying to look over a counter where it's right at eye level. And so That's my kind of cutesy idea of the book cover and the title of the book. It'll be probably, I think it'll be a collection of stories about the challenges I've faced. Again, for those of you new to me, um, I got a pacemaker when I was 24 years old. I was medically discharged from the army uh, because of my health. And I have faced a lot of different obstacles. It took them about eight years to diagnose me with an autoimmune disease. Another tons of time to diagnose something else i've had a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and we've we've just faced um a lot of time in fact when our daughter was about three or four years old we were in the hospital once just there for a consultation and we're going down the hallway and she goes oh look there's mommy's room looking in to just a a room that had a hospital bed in it and it was so natural to her to see me in a hospital at that point that she just, that's mommy's room, obviously. Um, and it's one of those things that I still obviously still remember to this day. She's 22 years old and I still remember the tone of her voice and just the matter of fact way that she said it. Um, so yeah, the next one is going to be a collection of stories about my life, the insights that I've gained and, um, hopefully motivational and inspiring to encourage people that in spite of any hardship that you face, there is still a life worth living. It doesn't matter if you can walk, you can roll. If you can't see, you have to listen. If you can't hear, then look and observe the world around you. There isn't anything stopping you from getting out and being fully engaged in life. And that's the message that I want that book to convey.
2: Well, that's the message that I try to convey. You know, if it wasn't for travel, if it wasn't for cruises, and it wasn't for the audience that's on the show, uh, that's the reason I'm alive today. If it wasn't for that, I'd be sitting at home feeling sorry for myself, and I'd been dead probably three years ago. So, yeah, I mean, that's... It's an amazing world we
3: live in. We have, I mean, we've faced so many hardships. When my husband and I married, we were very, very young. We were both in the, well, I was five days discharged from the military. He started out enlisted. So, you know, E3, newly married. um, We got pregnant right away, which we had not expected. And we were broke. So we've experienced being dirt poor. We've experienced hardship medically we've experienced so many different things and sudden moves and everything else but you can't allow any circumstance to define who you are your who you are isn't about your circumstances it's not about your abilities it's about your drive it's about your heart it's about your likes your dislikes your dreams and your goals in spite of your circumstances yeah. and the more we can get that message out the more we can talk about that and bring that to the surface the more inclusive our communities can become for right. everyone race gender de- uh, monetary status nothing matters except the ideas and the concepts and bringing all of that together and helping people understand and relate to each other on a personal level
2: Awesome. All right, Christy, thank you as always. You know how much I love you.
3: Well, so, the feelings mutual. Love you. All too. All right,
2: my dear, I think
3: you're amazing.
2: All right, I got to go do a little bit of news before these people decide to run away and leave.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, Christy, it's been a pleasure as always.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'll talk to you real soon.
3: Okay, sounds good. See you.
2: All right, that of course is Christy Durso. Oh my God. That was just awesome. I can't believe we actually talked for 40, almost 45 minutes. <laughs> that's just incredible. All right. Real quick, before I get to the news, I do have to mention one thing uh, quickly, and that's the um, sale that's going on this week from Willpower Chairs on the new Platinum 8000. Now, I do have a picture of that somewhere. There it is. Yeah. That's the Platinum 8000. It's very similar to the chair that I bought two months ago. Will did not have a chair that was uh, available then or would meet my needs. Well, now they do. It's very close. It folds in three seconds. So does mine. Uh, It weighs 58 pounds. Uh, Mine's 50 pounds. So mine's just a tad lighter, but not enough to kill it. Uh, Remote control capability. Mine has that. It has a, they they call it a large storage compartment. Basically, that's a space under the seat that you can stuff some things, Uh, which mine has too. That's where I put my oxygen, as a matter of fact. It has a 396-pound weight capacity. Mine only has a 350-pound weight capacity. So it's better there. Both chairs, mine and this one. 3.75 miles per hour top speed, 15-mile driving range. But here's the big thing, folks. This chair normally is $1,899. This week, it's $1,099. That's $800 off. Buy it now. You can call 844-664-7467. Just give them my SRN number, SRN 11137, and I'd actually get some credit for that. So, all right, so much for commercial messages. We got all that out of the way. The top story today has to deal with the Eurebia. On June the 3rd, the MSC Eurebia will leave the shipyard in St. Nazaire, France, marking the beginning of the industry's first ever net zero emissions voyage, a major goal for the entire cruise industry. The vessel, which runs on liquefied natural gas, will sail for four days, arriving at her naming ceremony in Copenhagen on June the 7th. MSC Cruises aims to show that net zero cruising is not a distant dream, but a viable reality. Uh, And that's just awesome that they are able to do that. The Caribbean can accommodate up to 6,300 passengers when fully booked. And of course, Sophia Loren will be there for the naming ceremony. Uh, The clean fuel choice, coupled with other environmental technologies, such as selective catalytic reduction system, an advanced wastewater treatment system, and an underwater radiated noise management system, shows MSC's intention to reduce the environmental impact on its operations significantly. So that's the Eurebia, the first ever net zero voyage coming up. All right, got to talk a little bit. Oh, that's a terrible picture. Wow, I'll take that right off. That was supposed to be the surf and out there and, um, up from the typhoon. Uh, typhoon Marwar whipped up attention in western Micronesia as the Category 4 storm actually came close to landfall on the island of Guam, what we found out after things calmed down a bit is that uh, the Tropical Depression, of course, rapidly intensified and was a Category 4 as it skirted right by the edge, the northern edge of Guam, right after it, Past Guam, it uh, intensified to a Category 5. Winds peaked as high as 170 miles an hour. Um, In a stroke of luck, uh, as it passed by, the eyewall replacement cycle occurred, which probably kept Guam from being just totally destroyed. Uh, So things were bad, but not bad as they could be. Uh, To date, we have no deaths, which is absolutely amazing. Of course, the Marwar is headed northwest across the Philippine Sea. Uh, The current meteorological models forecast the intensity will steadily decline to a Category 2 by the time it gets in the vicinity of the Philippines and Taiwan. While less powerful than what GOM has experienced, Winds will still be at least 95 miles an hour. So, all right, we got to talk a little bit about the weather here in the U.S. Yeah, we got a little system down there, folks. I hate this, but especially on a holiday weekend, a frontal boundary and trough of low pressure are producing a large area of disorganized showers and thunder showers off the coast of Southeastern United States. Now this isn't going to develop much folks, but it's going to provide crappy weather up and down the East coast for the holiday weekend, especially in the Carolinas. Ah, it's going to look dicey. My niece is down there for the weekend. She left this morning, which I'm afraid if this turns out is going to make them have a very damp visit uh, to the beach. So not a good thing to have a system on a, a holiday weekend, especially with the holiday weekend today with being the busiest flying day forever. Oh, another bad picture. Wow. Why am I getting these bad pictures? Okay. So um, Carnival Cruise Line is confirmed that it will continue to employ drug detection dogs at embarkation on some cruises to search for marijuana and other drugs. Uh, this came from John Heald, the ambassador. I uh, said on Facebook this week uh, that they've been making a big difference in keeping drugs off the carnival ships. Even though marijuana is legal in some states, Cruise lines follow federal law which supersedes state law. Since cannabis is not federally legal in the United States, it isn't legal aboard cruise ships regardless of the state they're embarking from. Cruise lines, including Carnival, enjoy a zero-tolerance policy and display drug-free zone signs. So, uh, folks, if you plan to break that code... Don't, because if they find you with any pot on board, or number one, you'll never get it on board to start with. But you might pick it up in a cruise port. If you bring it on the ship and get caught, caught, you'll be kicked off at the next port of call at your own expense. You'll be barred from the cruise line for life. It's not worth it if you can't stay away from pot long enough to do a cruise. Don't cruise. Stay home and smoke your pot, or any other drugs. All right. The folks at the uh, at the weather, uh, the Hurricane Center, are talking about. And I guess I got it. I have to read this to tell you how confusing it is. But the national, U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration said a near-normal hurricane season is predicted for this year, with 12 to 17 storms packing winds at least 39 miles an hour. Of those, 5 to 9 could become hurricanes, that's 74 miles an hour and higher, including one of four major hurricanes, that's category 3, 4, or 5, With winds of 111 miles an hour. So you could have 12 to 17, 5 to 9, and 1 to 4. We have a 70% chance of confidence in those ranges. With a changing climate, the data and expertise NOAA provides to emergency managers and partners to support decision making before, during, and after a hurricane has never been more crucial. The Atlantic hurricane season runs from June 1st to November 30th. Noah predicting a 40% chance of a near-normal season, 30% chance of a above-normal season, and a 30% chance of a below-normal season. Is that clear as mud? It's not to me, and I mess with weather all the time. After three seasons with atmospheric phenomena called La Nina, NOAA predicts an El Nino will develop this summer, which has a suppressive effect on hurricane activity. But this could be offset by more localized conditions favorable to hurricanes, such as an above normal West African monsoon, which produces African Easterly Waves and seed some of the stronger and long-lived Atlantic storms. Predicted warmer than normal sea surface temperatures in the tropical Atlantic Ocean and Caribbean. Meanwhile, add more energy to the developing storms. In 2022, Hurricane Ivan in particular devastated Florida, killing dozens and causing more than $100 billion in damage alone, by far the co- costliest weather disaster in the world last year. In general, climate change is making hurricanes more powerful as they feed on warmer ocean surfaces. And like I mentioned earlier, folks, it's the busiest day for air travel in years. According to aviation analytics company Sirium. 22,759 flights are scheduled to depart in the U.S. today, more than 2.96 million seats between them. The firm's data shows that the most scheduled flying since before the pandemic shutdown in March of 2020, and the summer is only expected to get busier in the air. Sirium forecasts that more than 3 million seats will be flown in the U.S. on June the For the first time since August 19, 2020. Air traffic for this surface summer is expected to peak on July 21st when 23,481 domestic U.S. flights are scheduled in the U.S. with 3.08 million seats, according to Siri. A lot of people flying. All right, let's go over and see who's fussing at me in the chat room. Yo, yo, Brooklyn in the house. Hey, Eddie. Mike's with us. Hi, Mike. Steve's here. Hey, Steve. Dennis with us. My friend Dennis. Melissa. Hi, Chili. Chilling with Jane. That's sweet. Give Jane a hug and a kiss for me. Hotel. Tomorrow is cruise day. Awesome. Emma says, hiya. Love that cheesecake. Yeah, me too. Nikki's with us. Hi, Nikki. Easy two-ingredient, no-bake cheesecake. Quickly mix a large uh, one-quart plain Greek yogurt with Jell-O brand sugar-free cheesecake pudding mix and then let it chill in the fridge. Wow. I had no idea that a cheesecake would be that easy. Awesome. Ambulatory accessible excursion. Yep, that's something that I've got to put in my vocabulary because that's clearly what I can take. So, see there, that's the whole thing. The whole morning was worth it today that now I can talk about something that makes sense. Uh, Hot Air Tom's with us. Hi, Hot Air Tom. Emma says, oh, my God, amazing whole new world with uh, accessing excursions. Hoping this changes the cruise lines, labeling of these excursions. Totally loving the ambulatory accessible excursions. Yeah. That definitely gives me something now. The next time I'm on a boat, when I sit down and talk to the excursion people, that gives me something to talk about. So... I agree, Emma. That was a that was a great find for me. Sonny's with down in Mississippi. Sounds like a great book, Christy. I agree. Oh my goodness. Both books. Christy should could consult a compliance officer for the cruise ship builds. We are working on that, Dennis. Um Christy, more so than me. She has, I mean, I have direct uh Access as does Christy with Royal Caribbean uh, through the uh, special needs coordinator. She has direct access for Holland America has done a tremendous amount of work with them. Um, I'm hoping to get direct access with Norwegian, but we'll see. Yeah. It's you never can tell when one of those things fall in your lap. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Christy, you know, Christy is known worldwide. And now she speaks in not just around the States, but other places as well. Christy is awesome as a visually impaired person. And my wife is blind. We have been intimidated by traveling on our own. Sounds like Christy is opening doors. Yeah, Steve, it's it's amazing Uh, I've I've traveled with a couple people that were visually challenged uh, and they got along fine. Sure. There were some things that some people helped them with, you know, no doubt about it, but it's amazing. Uh, And the cruise lines have, are becoming a lot better at it uh, as is regular travel. Uh, But yeah, it, it's a little different from my world because I can't. I am ambulatory enough, you know, to get on, to get, you know, it was tough getting on the buses. But I did okay with the hop on, hop off tour because I wasn't getting on and off. Uh, and I did okay with the trolley tour. Uh, yeah, it was a struggle to, for me to pull myself up, you know, on a, on a big bus. It's four or five steps. Well, that's tough for me. In fact, if I can get in one of the front seats, I can do it. So like when I go to, uh, let's say, for instance, my December 2nd cruise in Port Canaveral, whether I fly or drive is is really inconsequential. But let's assume that I fly into Orlando. I would take uh, a, a transfer over by the cruise line. Well, I go in the day before normally. I'd stay in a hotel. I would get the uh, shuttle from the hotel back to the airport and hook up with the, uh, the Norwegian uh, transfer over to the boat. Um, and that's what I've told other people that they could do as well. Uh, it's cheaper than like Ubering over from Port Canaveral. You know, that's a, you know, that's an hour drive. Um, that it's a good idea. Christy would be able to get mucho accessible information while designing ships. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things that, that I've said all along in that I have passed on through several of the uh, compliance folks that are on ships to work their way up, especially like with MSC. You know, I was on a brand-new ship. You'd think it would be... Uh, the accessibility would be top-notch. It was awful. Brand-new ship. I didn't have automatic doors on the restrooms. I didn't have a lot of things that should be into the design of ships. Pools and hot tubs. Uh, You know, it was nice for me on, on the Joy. There's actually an accessible kids' pool. I mean, kids are in chairs, too, folks. But you could actually roll a chair down into the pool so that's, that the kids and chairs could get in the water that way. I've only seen one other accessible pool on any cruise ships, and that was on a Royal Caribbean ship. Uh, but I'm, I am going to have to use the lift chair. And, and yeah, I realize it's a big fat guy like me. It's going to be a, a nice spectacle and most of the people that are sitting there sunbathing are going to be rooting for them to drop me on my head. But that's okay. I'll do that. Clea should, should recommend her to the uh, Naval Architects and Designers. There, yeah, There's uh, there, we're, we've made some inroads with Clea. Uh, I can tell you that on a personal level as well. Uh, but it's an ongoing battle. Again, People don't realize how much we can do without any help. And if you give us a little bit of help, it opens up the entire world. So uh, she is awesome, inspiring people. Steve, I agree. I would not be anywhere near where I am today if it had not been for Christy and Sylvia, uh, who's my counterpart at Will Power Chairs. Uh, and a couple other people that I deal with in the accessible world, but more Christy than anybody. Uh, disabled or not, everyone should be aware of the community struggles and needs. I agree, Dennis, and, and that's uh, much why, you know, on my news show, I will take time to have people like Christy on. Uh, on my blog, I will post things. Like, I will come up somehow of posting today's show for a blog post as well, which goes out to primarily uh, the accessible community. So, yeah. And Steve says, amen to that. I agree with uh, all, all of you guys. Ayurubi. Ayurubia. Ah uh, Iurebia. iurebia Okay. I did it wrong again. You told me that before, Dennis. Iurebia. i-u-re-bia. i-u-re-bia. I got to. I got to. I need to copy that. <laughs> I can't copy it. What the hell? Ayurubia, roll the R. Iurebia. Ayurribia. Pronounce the I-U. I-U, it's not a compound vowel in Italian. Ayuribia. Okay. Maybe. Chile, you must have skipped that pronunciation lesson. Yeah, I know. I must have. And I remember doing it now. Do you think I remembered it when I was talking about it? Of course not, Dennis. The U in Italian is pronounced like a long U in tune. I-U-R-I-B-I-A. I-U-R-I-B-I-A. Yeah, I-U-R-I-B-I-A. Good morning, Dennis. Sorry, uh, Kenneth. Uh, Sorry I'm late. That's okay, Kenneth. You missed out a lot of stuff today. You'll have to go back and watch the rerun on it. It was a really great interview with Christy, my stars. Fantastic interview with Christy about ambulatory accessible excursions. Must watch. Thank you very much, Dennis. It's always been hard for me to ask for help and assistance. Oh, I know. Uh, and that's been a big thing for me to overcome. And finally, I just decided you know, there's some things I can do. There's some things I can't. And if I can't or I struggle with it, then I'm going to ask. And it's amazing how how that'll work. So you just have to get over that one, Steve. And I know it goes against everything that we grew up and every part of our being. But, uh, man, what a difference it makes. And sometimes it doesn't take a whole lot of, of help. To make things wonderful it's just like me going on those four excursions yeah it took a it took a driver on each one or a tour guide on each one to take my folded up uh, chair and put it somewhere and get it out so when i got off the bus and the one tour guide uh when it was an area that i just didn't see the sense in me getting out because i couldn't do anything anyway other than maybe take some better pictures i decided to stay on the bus at that stop and the tour guy says ah do you like pina coladas and i said of course i do she said "Uh, real pina coladas and i said oh hell yeah real pina coladas she says well they make them over there i'll go get you one that's i gave her some money she went over and brought me at peanut o'clock. She knew I wasn't getting out of the off the bus. So yeah. Dennis says, ship. I know they're ships. I call them boats. Everybody always fusses me at that. Dennis says, No, you pronounce the E as A. Like in day. As in day. Come on now. This is fundamental. A. A-uribia. 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 A-u-ri-bia. B A. Uribia. A. Uribia. A. Uribia. E. is an A. Isn't A. A. Uribia. Okay. A reminder to ignore the pronunciation by the cruise clowns. They don't care about proper pronunciation. Well, I know, and I do. I would love to be able, I would love my brain to retain all that you have given me, but it doesn't. I mean, how long did it take me before I got Vecchia or (laughs) Fincantiati? You know. So that's the new one. I'll try to remember, Dennis. Honest, I will. All right, that's going to wrap me up today. Goodness gracious, I'm 10 minutes over the hour again. That's two days in a row that I've gone over the hour, folks. That's absolutely amazing. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the weekend. I will be back here on Monday, even though it's a holiday in the U.S. If anything happens on Saturday or Sunday, I am going to be close by so I can check on Any breaking news, if we should have it, I hope to get some, quite a few more videos posted uh, over the weekend as well. Uh, So for now, everybody have a fantastic Memorial Day. Uh, And as always, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a fabulous weekend, everybody. See you Monday, if not before then. And don't forget tonight. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Six o'clock tonight. It's on the it's in the comment thing. I'll be doing the update on the December 2nd cruise, whether it's an update or not. Anyway, six o'clock tonight. Uh it's on the it's on my tab on the channel, you know, what the community tab. And uh, you know, there'll be links everywhere. So y'all join me. All right. That's it for today. See you guys next time. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live.
1: We'll even give you a hundred dollar credit on your next ad campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash MPN to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn.com slash MPN. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be. To be.